Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the program Steve Rates, who's Director of Research and Market Intelligence at CH Robinson. And today Thanks. we're going to talk about freight transportation in 2019 and beyond, key factors impacting supply and demand. Now, you know, 2018 was, um, you know, didn't go as planned or as expected for many shippers uh, with, you know, tight capacity and, and rising transportation rates in, in the headlines. And, uh, you know, as we get ready for, you know, 2019 now, um, you know, what are the key lessons learned from this past year? And what are some of the key factors or trends that shippers ought to be paying attention to, you know, in order to successfully, you know, navigate, you know, whatever, uh, you know, happens in the transportation market in, uh, in the weeks and months ahead. So that's going to be the, the kind of the main focus of our discussion today. And uh, it's great to have Steve back in the program to kind of share his insights and perspectives and advice on this topic. So. Steve, welcome back. Thanks, Adrian. So, Steve, like I said, you know, um, you know, 2018 coming to uh, to a close here. You know, a lot of folks, you know, planning for 2019, and and uh, and you know, just a few weeks away. I mean, as we kind of reflect on the year that was, I mean, what what from your perspective? I mean, what are some of the key lessons learned from this past year that kind of shippers should keep in mind as we head into 2019 now? Yeah, it's a, it was an interesting year, and and so it, I guess I would start by offering in October, the beginning of October, we were at CSCMP, and we did a session there asking the shipper community, are we in a new normal? Because as you opened up, it felt terribly different, but all surface transportation, right? Truck, LTL, intermodal, as freight's migrating across the modes, trying to find where it's treated best, because in essence, what we experience is demand outstrips supply. We just had a really strong economy. Interestingly, we surveyed the audience at the end of the, the session and 81% of them said that they felt that uh, we are in a new normal. What we were trying to do in that session, and I think part of answering your question is, but what is the new normal? And there's lots of ways to de define that. And will we go back to what we historically experienced? And in trucking, oftentimes it's some of these cycles of oversupply and under supply and so forth that create a, an interesting relationship between suppliers and shippers, right? Um, and I think that what we, what we felt came out of that is really going into 2019 is we'll probably see a little more balance than the imbalance than we saw in 2018, you know, the run up of late 2017 and 2018. And because we've seen some growth in actual capacity, right? We've had, the, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, we've had uh, drivers actually come into the marketplace, the four higher space, maybe this year, somewhere, depending on the analyst, analyst you talk to, 32 to 36,000 new drivers, that's incremental. So that's capacity. Um, and then demand, the year-over-year -year growth right now in demand, while still forecasting demand, that the pace is lessening a little. So supply and demand start to normalize a little bit. So we think that's really part of what 2019 is offering us and is still, um, unless something changes in the economy, which people don't know, lots of conversation about that these days, um, if there's still some growth uh, in demand, we'll, we'll because we've picked up a little supply, we might have uh, a little bit more parity rather than completely out of alignment. Right. No, good, good, good points there. And I, I think I, I see the same kind of, you know, trends too. And I, I love this, how we in a new normal, you know, uh, environment. Yeah. And then what, what does that mean? Right. And I yeah. think I, I want to explore that a little bit, you know, a little bit later, you know, okay. well, because I think, you know, I think it's true. You know, you, you're always going to have the, this, you know, this is a cyclical market, you know, you're always going to have peaks in demand and, and, and supply, but I think there's a lot of other factors out there, whether it's on the technology front, what's happening with e-commerce, so on and so forth, yeah. that um, you know, kind of you know, suggest that 
you know, the rules for success uh, moving forward and, and uh, are going to be different than they were, you know, if, if not in 2018, but certainly, you know, they're going to be different than they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? And yeah. we're going to have to kind of recognize what the new, you know, environment, uh, you know, is. Um, you, you know, you, you touched upon the economy a little bit and, you know, in many ways as the economy goes, so does the freight, you know, transportation right. market. And, right. and there are so many factors that, that influence, you know, the economy. Um, but, but which ones, you know, what, what kind of things are on the radar right now, uh, you know, from your perspective that shippers really, you know, kind of keep an eye on in the, in the months ahead? Certainly, I think what helped drive this, uh, I think the, the tax situation, corporate tax and, and reduction of uh, tax, the tariff changes, all of these things are influencing uh, the economy and real freight, right? Uh, there's enough volatility out there in the tariff situation right now that there's behaviors in the marketplace as people are trying to anticipate. Do I beat the tariffs? Okay, January 1st, now we have a, a bit of a lessening of anxiety there, but we did pull freight in, most analysts believe. The ports have been busy, you know, steamship lines were busy, so pull inventory in to beat that uh, January uh, deadline. But now we've got a, a bit of a truce and March is coming at us, so will that shift what first quarter feels like? These are, these are some of the things we're watching. Um, inventory levels then, that's a strategy shippers are playing with. How do I build or insulate myself from some of these unknowns and, and where inventory is being placed and how it's being moved around? Uh, I think those, are the, that those economic uncertainties are the challenges at the moment that we're watching. And what, what I find interesting with the whole uh, shipper and carrier community is everybody seems to really be employing technology in new ways. The opportunity to optimize a supply chain, the opportunity for a carrier to optimize their fleet to get higher yield, everybody is making different choices. The ones that are far more sophisticated than maybe in the past, they're more data-based and the conversation quality, I think, between shippers and suppliers is changing as everybody tries to wrestle with these economic levers coming at us. You know, that, that's a great point because I think, you know, I, I think the shippers and carriers are going to be most successful moving forward are going to be the ones that, you know, to your point, uh, are not only keeping a pulse on these trends, but are actually leveraging data and information about the market, yeah. about their own networks, so forth, and are continuously kind of um, leveraging data and optimization analytics, um, you know, to shape, you know, the, their decisions and, and, and the directions that, that they're going to go in. Um, you know, I, I concur. I mean, I think I, I, a lot of discussion today on what's happening with, uh, you know, the China and the tariffs and, and all that. And, and that, like you said, that, that certainly has impacted, you know, freight flows and strategies of different companies kind of uh, bringing in inventory before some of those tariffs hit. And there's still a lot of uncertainty there, you know, in the weeks ahead. So I think that's, uh, you know, uncertainty is never good, right? Because I think that a lot of people kind of sit on the sidelines trying to say, I don't want to make some big decision, but it could quickly turn around and go in the other direction. Right. You know, so I think that's, uh, that's something holding folks back. And then you're seeing things like, you know, interest rates and, and oil prices. Right. And, and those are things that have impact right. also on supply chains. And, and those are, there's some uncertainty there as well. And those always move in different directions. So I, I keep an eye on those as well. Yeah, very much. Those are, those are all extremely good points. And, and I think as businesses are trying to decide to invest, how, what is the consumer sentiment? How comfortable are people feeling with spending money going forward? Um, so far, the, you know, the fourth quarter here has continued to peel out pretty good. It's really, the question is, what is first and second going to look like? Right, right. Yeah, when you look at, you know, e-commerce spend and what's happening, uh, you know, they, 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 there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, 
uh, energy in, in the uh, in the retail sector and in, in the consumers right now is still powering that the, you know the, the economy. Um, so so let's shift gears a little bit. Another kind of key hey. factor that's kind of dominated the the, the, the news and certainly going to have an impact in, in the industry. You know, in, in the months and years ahead is, is the labor right and then the labor yeah. market. And, right. and again, the tight labor market had an impact this year, especially in warehousing and you know transportation. Um, so, so what labor-related trends do you see in 2019 and beyond, and, and how they will influence you know both supply and demand? Yeah, clearly, if the economy remains reasonably strong, if we get some continued growth, uh, the, the carrier community is what we talk a lot about with labor, right? This uh, driver shortage has been top of mind with a lot of people. And what it comes down to is it's a shared labor pool. Truck drivers are often part of the shared labor pool of warehouse and other logistics, uh, construction, manufacturing, even the oil industry. And so when you have all these industries doing well, they're competing for a common labor pool. And that's part of our challenge in trucking as well is, is the job attractive? Is the, are the wages competitive? And so I think watching how the economy plays out and how some of these verticals that use the same or ask for labor from the same pool, how do they participate? That's something we're going to have to pay attention to. Also within that driver pool is the demographics of the age. We've talked about drivers getting older. And, and last number I recently saw is since the last really big cycle like this, you go back 10, 12 years or so, we've gone from the average baby boomer uh, age around 60 years old to about 70 now. So it's one thing to say, do we have a labor you know, pool sharing shortage issue? It's another one to say, we have a retirement bubble coming at us. And what we don't know is exactly the shape of that bubble, right? Is it evenly distributed out over the baby boomer years? Do, do we have a big pocket that over the course of a couple years, we could see a lot of retirements coming? Those are the things that we are talking about. And frankly, it depends if, uh, if we lose a lot of labor from retirement during a soft cycle, we might not feel it so much. If we lose a lot of labor during a tight cycle, it may be very prominent and a challenge for us. So I don't think we know the answer to that yet. Is 2019 going to be when that starts to occur? Is it 2020? Unfortunately, that's not perfectly clear. But those are the things we are trying to get a handle on and understand a little bit. Yeah, you know that, that that's a great point because I've been hearing the same you know thing too. But I I think I hadn't thought about that before in terms of you know is it going to be one big bubble burst or is it going to happen more over time? And and to your point, you know when it happens it right. is going to be important too, right? If if it's a tight market or a, a, you know a, a less tight one, and, and well, it's just like the yield. It's just like the ELD thing. ELDs implemented at a time when trucking was very, very good. So the forecast that all the carriers were going to go out of business because of it didn't happen because what, you know, rates were going up. The small carriers could get higher dollars, offset inefficiency, and we didn't see that. Right, the, the reciprocal could happen on labor. That's a great. That's a great point. Uh, well, let's let's you know going now. Let's talk about trucking specifically now. Um, I mean, if you look at you know this past year, you know again like we've been talking about demand certainly you know outstrips supply. Yeah. Um, you know, and you kind of alluded to this earlier in, in your earlier response. But do you see you know kind of the imbalance continuing in, in 2019 or getting better? It's hard to call, um, but I think because we have picked up some supply, and like I said, the growth rate is being forecasted to be a little less, that helps with parity. Um, the, the, the interesting thing that you, we already start to look at is truck orders and trailer orders, right? 
So order patterns are now being forecasted and starting to show to, to settle down a little from the pace we had. So that's signifying demand, um, not understanding real delivered orders in terms of what the OEMs are able to capture is somewhere around 29,000 trucks a month. And you know we've been seeing orders in the 40, 50 range. So that's a signal of demand. Um, I think what we're gonna start to see now is the pattern settle down, maybe some canceling of some of those orders and, and so forth as the market uh, normalizes. So I think that's part of it. Trailers were sought very aggressively. That brings capacity as well, right? As trailer pools, the ratio trailer to tractor goes up, that's real capacity if the carriers can get the turn on the trailers. Um, so that's helpful to the balance we feel in the market. Um, so we have to watch some of this. What I would say is I'd ask people to think about their freight spend and what's in the spot market and what's in the committed market. We have two truckload markets in the US and most analysts seem to think the spot market is 10 to 15% of the market. The balance of the freight is in these committed relationships. The spot market's a leading indicator of the broader market. We can see tension, we can see price movement, we can see it lessen as well. Um, that's the thing to watch. Now, the committed market doesn't behave exactly the same. It trends the same way, but the order of magnitude of tension and looseness and price movement is much muted compared to the spot market. So analysts are, are trying to decide with so much of the freight in the committed market today and knowing that the behavior of the committed market is more muted, does that mean we won't necessarily see, um, you know, even if the spot market softens to normal, that we see a precipitous drop in committed? I, I think you know, there's a number of analysts that are really debating that there's still enough tension in the committed space that it'll be very healthy market. And we'll have to wait and see if that's how it pairs out. Yeah, and that's a great, that's a great point. I think, I think that's a useful perspective to take to understand that, you know, uh, you do have these two uh, kind of segments of the market, right? The committed mm -hmm. aspect in the, in the spot market and, and understanding the role that each plays and, and what each, each one tells us and, yeah. and the relationship to both. I think that's something that, you know, certainly keeping you know, keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, I agree. I think, you know, earlier this year, you, you know, you saw the headlines around record orders for, you know, class eight trucks yeah. and, and, and trailers. Right. And I think those, you know, that, that's beginning to, you know, dampen, you know, a, a little bit. So that's another data point again, you know, for, uh, for consideration uh, there. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, we're kind of running short on time here. So I did just kind of wrap it up a little bit. Right. I mean, I, I mean, are there other trends uh, kind of shaping the industry that shippers should have on their, their radar, not, not only for 2019, but, you know, in, in the years ahead. Yeah, I can, I can wrap it up quick. I think the thing that's going to happen is this convergence of technology and relationships that are happening in today's marketplace. This idea of digital freight matching, predictive analytics, higher yield. Um, I think everybody who's really anybody in this marketplace is working on how to get more out of the fleet we have, right? And with the people that we have. Because labor in general in the professional community and the labor community is constrained, right? And, uh, and thus we need to use, get more out of everything and everybody. And so I think that's what we're going to watch. And everybody's coming to uh, relationship conversations, carriers, brokers, and shippers with more data. Everybody's capturing it. Everybody has tools to model it and optimize it. And so I think the carrier community is going to be engaging all of us and say, look, I'm trying to get to this level of yield of my fleet. I also can see now because I have ELDs, what the dwell is at locations, and there's an empowerment that comes with these conversations that will drive efficiency and fundamentally change the kind of the nature of how professional relationships are structured. I think that is going to really be healthy for our industry and move it to a very professional, 
goal-oriented, outcome-based relationship. You know, I, I, I love that. And I agree. You know, we always talk about how this industry is a relationship, a relationship based, you know, industry. And there's a lot of discussion always about, you know, disruption or, you know, the role technology is going to play, so on and so forth. But, you know, truly, I think the, the, the relationship aspect has, has stood the test of time. And I think I, I agree with you, uh, you know, that I think it's going to continue, you know, moving forward. And I guess tying it back to what we talked about at the beginning, you know, this new normal. I mean, do you see that as being part of the new normal and, and what will define success in, in the future? I think so. I think, you know, technology is certainly here to stay. We're just getting good at how to use it. We've got a long ways to go. I mean, the whole participating community in, in the, the transportation economy. So, yeah, I think data, empowerment of the data, collaboration and driving for shared outcomes is the future. Great. Well, Steve, uh, you know, I guess, I, you know, uh, you, you know, we can make these predictions or we can kind of, you know, put, at least put on the table, if not predictions, at least we, we can put on the table some of the things to be uh, thinking about. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just have to buckle up and, and see what happens. And, and those companies that are have those strong relationships are leveraging data, uh, you know, to make to drive, you know, smarter, informed decisions are certainly the ones that are going to, you know, navigate whatever happens in the, in the weeks and months ahead uh, as successfully as possible. So, uh, thanks again for you know making yeah. the time and, and sharing your insights and advice uh, today. Thank you very much. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the CH Robinson website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a uh, question or a comment for Steve, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Well, thank you for watching, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.